Sidebar. I'm your co-host, Cece. And I'm Peter, your other co-host. Welcome to our zombie extravaganza, just a few short days after Halloween. <laughs> Timely, as is Sci-Fi Sidebar tradition. Here, <laughs> did you enjoy exploring the history of the genre of zombies? I did. I had actually, despite my love of zombies in general, um, I never watched Night of the Living Dead. Me neither. This was my first time. I was terrified to watch it because everyone's like, all the, all, all, the, uh, all the reviews are like, it's a gore fest, like blah, blah, blah. And I guess by the, the standards of the era it was, but I found it not quite as disturbing as I was worried I would. Although, I must say, it kind of holds up. It does hold up. Which it's, is It remarkable. just like is way more, way more sort of like built up suspense and everything. Yes, I that's think. true. Um... But, yeah, so I wanted to start. I did, like, a little bit of research into the history of zombies. Okay. So Wow us. Peter, remember when we started this podcast and we're like, we're going to educate you as well as entertain you? And then we sort of stopped doing that. Which one? Or both? <laughs> well, I was talking about the former, but uh, based on our recent downloads, I would say the latter might Ooh. be true, too. Oh, Ooh. no. Oh, no. Okay. CC's out here dropping truth bombs. No, seriously. Listen, somebody had to say it. Oh, boy. Um, So I found it really interesting that the earliest mention of what we sort of think of as zombies is from an ancient Mesopotamian poem called The Descent of Ishtar. And it's also um, uh, paraphrased in the Epic of Gilgamesh. There is a goddess, Ishtar, who threatens, I shall raise up the dead and they shall eat the living, and the dead shall outnumber the living. Which sounds like zombies to me. Interesting. Yeah. But most people associate them with Haitian folklore, um, where zombies are traditionally dead that are reanimated through magic. Um, I'm a little confused. It's like associated with voodoo, but I think it's not really a part of the voodoo religion. I couldn't quite get my finger on that association. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were, there were apparently a lot of quote-unquote zombie sightings that occurred during the U.S. occupation of Haiti between 1915 and 1934. And so there were a couple explanations for what was causing this. There is an ethnobotanist named Wade Davis, who was from Harvard, who in 1983 posited that um, these two special sort of toxic powders, if they were introduced to the bloodstream, could create like this death-like state that would result in somebody being mistaken for dead and buried, and then they would reawaken, and when they reawoken, they'd be in this psychotic state. And because they have this culture of zombies in Haiti, that person would then be like, oh, I guess I'm a zombie. <laughs> and, like, go ahead and act like a zombie and um, follow, what? like, a person's commands and stuff like that. As, like, a psychological trick, basically. That's uh, the insane. T- the toxins he suggested were involved in this were tetrodotoxin, which is a neurotoxin found from pufferfish, and, like, this mix of deliriant drugs. It's not a particularly well-respected... <laughs> hypothesis but i did think it was really interesting um and you know it's it hasn't been like fully debunked but people are just kind of like well your science is weak um that seems unlikely yeah and there was another theory um too that what would happen is that because they had this culture in haiti if people were grieving the loss of a loved one and saw like a homeless person or like a mentally ill person just sort of wandering around who like resembled their loved one they would sort of attach it to them and be like oh it's them they're back you know what i mean um insane but I think that, yes <laughs> I, mean, I don't know i'm kind of more inclined to go with the former although i don't i don't really know why somebody would do it other than i guess to 
they have a servant show how magical they are or whatever and yeah and to have like a slave but yeah so those are sort of the origins there are easier ways to enslave people we've been doing it for so long (laughs) oh my god yeah you would think you would know that haiti Um, (laughs) oh shit you went there peter (laughs) you finished it What's <laughs> the reference to Haiti? God, I you knew that's where we were geographically. I said so. I legitimately forgot. <laughs> um. Anyways, Fuck. so just to, just to sort of wrap up. So the original. Yes, he's like, this light humor slavery joke from Haiti. <laughs> I think that's why people don't listen anymore. <laughs> Which is racist, apparently. Listen, just easy. Did you know you were racist? <laughs> Uh, I'm finding out live on the air, so that's that's good content. Okay. <laughs> All right. D- don't Disclaimer. edit it out, Peter. I'll take this bullet. Disclaimer. We're not. Oh, please. I don't edit. <laughs> we're not racist. <laughs> yeah, legitimately not. We were on Ben's side. What? I mean, I was oh, on, oh, Ben's on Ben's side. Ben's side. I think you said we were on Ben's side. And I was like, what the fuck is Ben's side? <laughs> Stupid. Um, anyway, so. No, no, no. We were on Who Goes There. <laughs> nice that was a way better joke yeah um the first i guess like modern zombie book that talked about zombies and introduced them to western culture was this book called the magic island and it was adapted to the film white zombie um in 1932 the book is from 1929 and it was a pretty successful movie um and in it zombies are made slaves by a voodoo master but at the end the Female lead is broken from her trance despite kind of quote unquote dying and being reanimated. So it's a little different from zombies as we know them today. It's definitely sort of more of like a entranced slavery type of a thing. Um, but the sort of introduction of zombies as we know them was from Romero, which is why it was important to me to do this movie as a part of the zombie extravaganza. Um, it was sort of the idea. Well, what's interesting about that movie is that he never says zombie. He refers to them as ghouls and in interviews has said, I never thought of them as zombies. I thought of zombies as being the ones from like Haiti. Um, I just called them ghouls. Like they were a new thing. But in like subsequent movies, he would refer to them as zombies. After it was sort of pointed out to him that was, that was what he was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, some people have argued that it's sort of a cross between a vampire and a zombie where it has like the whole undead thing going on. And, um, you know, raised corpses, but they're consuming human flesh and all of that. Um, and apparently he was partly inspired by I Am Legend, the novel, when he made that movie, which I found interesting. But so it was sort of a brief, it was a brief, uh, period of time that America was super into zombies through the Romero films. Uh, but it was all reinvigorated by the Resident Evil video games, which were subsequently followed by 28 Days Later. And we really haven't stopped for like 20 years being into zombies i feel like we're kind of at the tail end now i can't name a recent zombie movie um but some movie more recent zombie land 2 which is right. currently in theaters sorry with the exception of zombie land 2 <laughs> which is a sequel so i don't know if it really counts um but people are still into I, the walking dead is that still on is it over i god i hope so i it might be but there's definitely um rise of the walking dead or whatever whatever the uh spinoff was i think is still on the air um, so like there is a are, People are definitely still consuming zombie media. Uh, there is a zombie... Um, well, it looks like they're on season 10, so it's not over yet. Uh, is that, is, how is that show not over yet? It's like the supernatural of zombie movies. I was literally about shows. to say that. <laughs> um, 
The most recent original movie I can think of, not a remake or not a sequel, is... Is it World War Z? I don't know if it's World War Z. What's I, the um the Romeo and Juliet one? Did you see that? Warm Bodies? No, I first of all, I will not count that. Second of all, I've been seeing <laughs> ads for that my entire life. So like <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was before. I can't I don't know for sure though. But like I feel like I've seen warm bodies commercials forever. <laughs> That's really weird. I do not feel like that. I almost forgot it happened completely. I made Albert go say it with me. He was not impressed, understandably. Were you impressed? <laughs> not really, because it was Romeo and Juliet and I hate Romeo and Juliet. Alright, warm bodies, twenty thirteen. World War Z. Well, World War Z is close enough. 2013. Okay, it came out the same year. I would, World War Z was more recent, though. I think I would agree with you that it's like the most recent huge commercial success like everybody's seen this zombie movie. I loved World War Z. It's a great movie. I considered doing it as part of the zombie extravaganza. But I thought you were going to. I th- actually thought you were going to. When you say it wasn't that, I thought it was going to be Zombieland too. <laughs> no, Zombieland one. I'm up for no. the original. Yeah, you're not a corporate shill. We're <laughs> lacking our sponsorship from the studio. I also haven't seen Toy Story 4, so that just shows you where I stand. New movies suck. <laughs> um, yeah, Yo, you're, I, that's a great point that zomb- zombies are kind of wearing thin, I want to say. Yeah. I, I want to say like seven or eight years ago, everyone was like, oh yeah, I've got a zombie apocalypse plan. And I still know people like that, but it's not... It's not like a thing that you talk about at parties anymore, you know what I mean? Which is a real shame, if I'm being honest. was <laughs> like, yeah, half my conversation starters were disappeared there, in that the, transition. Uh, my project, junior year? No, freshman year. Wait, sophomore year. Sophomore year. For my multimedia class was... You took a multimedia a, class? Uh, yeah, Tyler learned editing. Oh, okay. Oh, thank God. Um, I'm actually educated on this. <laughs> but why, form, then why don't you do it? <laughs> I have four... <laughs> mostly time. <laughs> I get paid to be an engineer, not an editor. <laughs> um, no, I... So, I did a zombie preparedness guide. That's hilarious. And submitted it for credit. And got How'd you day. do? I got an A. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell also, yeah. I have a great fear that this might be on YouTube. Oh my god, Peter! I'm gonna search for that really soon. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know for sure, and I desperately hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I might search for it during the episode. Wow, we'll I, forgot. I try to make a YouTube series. A YouTube series about what? Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so should I just search your name? No, you shouldn't search anything. <laughs> you, should, you should forget any of this exists and go on, move on. I just want to say that the first thing that comes up when I search your name is a video of "Is this love?" slash Let's stay together. <laughs> That's it. That's me, actually. That's you. Well, it's black guys, so Peter, you have some explaining to do. <laughs> Blackface is not cool. No, it's actually weird. It's not that I wore blackface or that. I wore white face for everything else. Oh, oh no! It's a plot twist. Seriously, um, surprised I didn't see through you sooner. Anyway, zombie movies. Should oh we go God. in chronological order? What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. This, this has been an off the rails episode already. <laughs> I mean, most of the intro time was spent talking about zombies. That's and then it fair. Went off the rails. Okay. So plot. 
first of all, I did not know that this was recorded and takes place. First of all, hate is one of these. Whatever. Throw it to a time when they actually filmed, like, the places they were. Yeah, that's totally true. I mean, this was... This was filmed in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, and it's, they say it takes place in central PA, Peter, so I don't know. The suburbs of Pittsburgh reach until Harrisburg, and I'm pretty sure Harrisburg's a suburb of Philadelphia. Because so. <laughs> they got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, what the hell else is out there? The state <laughs> Sort of like how when you're, when you're within like a 30-mile radius of Philly, you say you're from outside Philly. But if you're within like, if you're between Pittsburgh, Erie, and Harrisburg, you say you're from outside Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, the alternative is claiming you're from Harrisburg, so... Or Erie, God forbid. Oh, God, you take that back. That's not even Shout, an option. Shouts out, Erie. <laughs> I've never like, been to your town, so I have no reason to disdain you. I actually liked Erie. It was well, But other than that, it was cool. Um, <laughs> Cute. So, anyway. Fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I did not realize that this movie was... I mean, I guess I've never seen it before, and but, like, you know, it wasn't immediately obvious, you know, because of how generic set PA looks uh, that it was filmed in the suburbs of Pittsburgh. So that is cool. Yeah, it is super cool. Um, so yeah, so again, I thought it's interesting that they never say zombie. They say um, ghoul. Yeah, eventually they start calling them ghouls. I also loved the very of the era choice of having zombieism caused by radiation. Oh my god, from space. From space. From a I know, space it was probe. Basically it was probably the Andromeda a strain. It was probably it was a like, communist space probe. Hey, a space probe came back contaminated and caused a terrible disease. That's fair, actually. <laughs> Fucking what if Michael this inspired Michael Crayon? Knock off over here. Plagiarizing an icon like George Romero. I know, seriously. We're taking you down, Michael Crayon. <laughs> You're getting canceled. He's dead. He, he, I know. His you life get canceled, dead people? What? His life got canceled. Oh, no. Oh, and what a gift his life was. I'm sorry. Take me back, Michael Crayon. I'm sorry I hurt you. I didn't mean it. <laughs> You're um, still my favorite. Okay, so. This movie is... Is the epitome... There's a theme in zombie movies. Okay. Where there are a couple of core people. Mm-hmm. You see it the most in 28 Days Later. But yeah. there are some people who... Uh, let's call them protagonists. Just as a wild term. And they come across other people in their world, and they all fucking die. <laughs> the other people they come across, or yes. the protagonists? <laughs> well, sometimes both, but usually, like... Basically, if the protagonist meets someone, they're going to fucking die. That's so true. That's very and true. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead did that big time. And not a single person lives whose name you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, none of, none of like, the quote-unquote protagonists live. I mean, Period. Yeah. I mean, Karen found a new life. So, <laughs> good for her. Um, but, yeah, I, it, was, it was very disappointing. <laughs> In that way. I mean, I was I was definitely rooting for Ben. First of all, I don't know if you had the same experience, but I definitely thought Barb was going to be, like, the main female protagonist. And she just sort of fades into obscurity um, once she kind of cracks and falls apart. As soon as Ben shows up and she's like, never mind, I don't have self-preservation instinct anymore. Um, this man will take care of things. Uh, but also, is... I'm going to be really rude to him, probably because I'm racist. Presumably. 
probably because I'm racist. Maybe just because she's super scared. It could be either way. Nope, it's just she's racist. Okay, it could be either way. Um, you know who's definitely racist is Mr. Cooper. Was his name Harry? Uh, yes. Yes, that, yes. That was a very tense relationship. Between Harry and Ben? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ben ends up shooting him in the chest, so, like, very tense, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would say, you know what? Yeah, I would say tense. <laughs> I haven't I had a tenser relationship than shooting someone in the chest. <laughs> No, but I mean, like, even from the beginning, he just, like, immediately comes out very aggro. No, that's true. Uh, wait, you mean Harry or Ben? Harry. Okay, yes. Ben's just like, hey, this seems like a better idea, and Harry's like, no, you're insane! He's like, I'm pretty sure you're insane, but it's fine. Don't worry, I'll kill you later. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. I, uh, yeah. I like the gas station scene. Uh, yeah. It was very exciting. It was very exciting, and it was very, like, frustrating to watch. Yes. (laughs) Because he's just like, ah, (laughs) it's everywhere. Oh, no. (laughs) And, like, why did, um, Judy decide that she had to go with him? I was very angry when she did that. It's like, stop it, Judy, you're gonna ruin it. And then she did ruin it. I mean, it wasn't her fault that he messed up the gas, but they did both get eaten because she got her jacket caught, so... Yeah, that that's some dumb shit. She was, also, a pretty, like, she was a pretty decent character up till that point. I was like, come on, Judy. Come you're on. better than this. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to be the powerful woman in this, but I guess there aren't any because it's 1968. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Karen is the powerful woman in this. I mean, yeah, that's fair. If you, if you can't put aside, you know, her reanimation. <laughs> Like, if you can just take that out. Like, yeah, her actions before and after, but just ignore the fact that she's a zombie when she's doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, Karen uses a weapon. This is a tool-using zombie. Yeah, that's totally true. That's a great point. I didn't write that down. But yes. Which they do use tools. Wild. And you see that, them, like, gearing up at the end where they're like, okay, like, <laughs> let's let's really break this, this shit down. And they, like, start picking up beams and stuff. And go to beat their way into the house. Because they got tired of waiting. Hey, so friends, if it isn't obvious yet, this episode is Cece's and my excuse to talk about all the zombie theories that we've had over the years. (laughs) Like, 100%. Like, we're going to be done with these movies in about 10 minutes. (laughs) Basically. Um, So, this this brings up a comment that my brother and I actually have discussed to great length. Or our brother, I guess. Um, Yeah, he's mine too. eh, Do you really want him? Sometimes. I'll take him. I got him. <laughs> Most in, of this the time. Co- in this context. Yeah, I, I got him. We'll no, um, take better care of him in this context. <laughs> that's that's a true point. Yeah, I'll talk to him about history. <laughs> Taking into care of him. Okay, anyway. Um, so, no, we talk a lot about the idea of, like, boss zombies. Because, like, they're <laughs> like the ones. Like, if there's a zombie in charge. Yeah, like, no, no. Like, they're the ones that figure out that you can use a crowbar as a weapon, and now they're harder to kill. <laughs> Like, so in video games, there's always, like, a boss zombie. Like, in That's Dying, totally true. In Dying Light. Well, hey, friends, Dying Light. Best, possibly best video game I've ever played. Really? Yes. I've never played it. Dying Light is phenomenal. And is it the one that's of, on an island? No. Okay. You're in, like, generic Middle East town. Mm, or city. Okay. Anyway, it's phenomenal. I highly suggest it. And do you have an Xbox One? You do, right? I do. You should get it. 
You should okay. go to a GameStop and buy it used. Um, anyway. Oh, and if you see one, get the following. Like, get it, get the following one and not the regular one. Anyway. Okay. Um, no. So this game is so great. And there are occasionally zombies you come across that are, like, wearing, like, fireman suits or something. <laughs> and they are larger than the normal zombie. And they carry around huge, like, like steel rebarb that has concrete on the end as weapons. Oh, and they're, Lord. like... Hard to kill, and they're boss zombies. <laughs> Upgraded. Like the two they using zombies weapons. are always the more powerful zombies. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, probably the smarter zombies, presumably the more yeah, evolved zombies. I wonder if they ate more brains. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Anyway, Maybe that's, that, it. that's what I thought of in this scene, where they're all, where they're like, kind of like, like, all right, we got this, guys, let's go. Like, but do you think there was like a zombie? Do you think one picked up a crowbar and they're all like, oh fuck, this guy's got ideas? Probably, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That's how it happens. Or maybe that's, they were all just a bunch of That's a cultural zeitgeist. Uh, maybe, maybe they were all just a bunch of, cult, uh, a bunch of people in stupors that thought they were dead. And they were being controlled by someone. <laughs> yeah, maybe and he was wearing it. some makeup or something. <laughs> what? I don't know. He was hiding himself among the zombies and telling them to pick up oh. shit. <laughs> okay. That makes me want to talk about Bill Murray, but we'll get there. I was going to say, you know who it is? It's Bill Murray. <laughs> it's Bill Murray. <laughs> Oh, poor Bill. <laughs> I completely forgot that happened. <laughs> the greatest cameo of all time. It was so good. We'll get anyway. to it. We'll get to all it. Right. Anyway. <laughs> um, so that was good. I thought it was kind of a poetic ending that Ben was shot. Okay. The, these people are just walking around. Like, every time they see a human body walking, they just shoot them. And I'm like, no police hands in the air? And the, therefore, <laughs> lo and behold, my point comes true where they do see a living human and just, he's dead. That was so awful. I mean, yeah. So, okay. I am, first of all, are, like, or do we know that all of them are police? Uh, they're sheriffs. So I guess sheriff stands in the air or like, I don't know, maybe they are deputies. I don't really know how sheriffs work. Because uh, I'm betting the sheriff deputized a crowd of dudes with guns. That's probably true. But you would still think that as, like, a law enforcement officer who's running this show, he would be like, hey, just, like, check first. <laughs> Which, okay. So, yes. But would you? Uh, if they got that you, far away, yeah. You've spent a night fighting ghouls because the name is finding- the word zombie doesn't exist yet. And finding no survivors, presumably. Yeah, like, no one's lived. You just, as far as you know, this entire area is full of the walking dead. Yeah. I just thought, like... (laughs) No, it's too late for that one, buddy. I got it. I'm suing them all. (laughs) That's valuable right there. I can do something with this. (laughs) Finally, I've DM'd something worthwhile. (laughs) No, but I'm saying that, um... Ben was, like, exhibiting body language of not a ghoul, I would argue. He was, like, bending over, looking through the window. (laughs) And they're like, bam, right between the eyes. Got him. Got Um, him. Nice shot. Go put him on the pile. Maybe. But also, they were evolving, Cece. At the end of the night, Mm. they were using weapons. That's true. So maybe after that, they started crouching. As the next step in their evolution. <laughs> you, you know how evolution works. The monkeys are tool using and then they learn to crouch. <laughs> they learn to crouch. And look through windows. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, 
okay. Yeah, have you ever taken a bio class at the college level? I'm just you, saying. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> Cece is a scientist. I am a scientist. Um, yeah, that's it's true. so fair. But I also strongly thought that Barb was going to become a zombie. Like, because uh, she yeah. had gotten... Because she had the blood on her hand. And she got hurt, like, immediately? Or she yes. got sick, rather? Yes. And then she was like, I'm getting hot! And, like, started taking her clothes off, and then... Um, the like the big one for me was when Helen lit her cigarette in front of her and she like shied away from the fire. Do you see that? Oh yeah. It was really subtle, but Albert had literally just posited that a second before and then that happened and I was like, Oh man, you're totally right. <laughs> um so yeah, I was very convinced that was happening. So much so that I wrote down good build up to zombie barb, like very subtle, and then at the end of the movie I'm like, she never turned into a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she would have though, and I'm kind of curious if they were like trying to do that, but just um. And then Karen went rogue and kills her in the movie. That's a Karen, real one. Karen doesn't kill her. Johnny kills her. She gets taken out by Johnny, her brother, Wait. her zombified brother. Is what? that right? Who does Karen kill? Oh, Karen, Karen kills, kills her mom. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Karen kills her mom. Her dad just comes downstairs and dies. Which, by the way, Ben was, like, very smart the whole time. And, like, I get his frustration. I don't think it's super justified, but I get his frustration and why he shot uh, Harry. But it was pretty stupid of you, considering you know how this works, and you just heard the radio report about how all bodies come back reanimated within minutes of death. So not your best move, Ben, for somebody who was so smart and resourceful most of the movie. I mean, yeah. That's a fair point. <laughs> um, but, yes. So, what else? Oh, I really liked having, like, the radio and news reports. Because I feel like so many zombie movies are sort of, like, come in in media res. Like, the world's already been destroyed. Here are your survivors. They're doing their thing. Like, that's I really true. enjoyed hearing it, like, unraveling from a government perspective. I don't think that's very common. That's true. Like, I liked Zombieland in that it did, like, the Project Zero and shit. <laughs> like, the uh, Patient Zero and shit. But you're right, like, that was, the outbreak was already, oh no, it, it was about, it was happening as, like, the beginning of the movie. The beginning of the movie, the outbreak happened. Yeah, like, you kind of got to see it from start to finish. Presumably yeah. to finish, because it seems like once the morning came, like, mostly everything got cleared up. Yeah, what, what's a wild concept? Like, yeah, the East Coast of the U.S. is, like, kind of ravaged, but, like, a, a lot of people survived. Yeah. Not, like, most, but a lot. Well, and also just hearing the news people being like, oh, it's an epidemic of mass murder. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that is what it is. Yeah, I would not you... have chosen those words, but you're right. And there's no legal precedent for zombie. So, like... Right. This tracks. This all tracks. Right, exactly. It's just a... Uh, it's a really calm way of putting it. Yeah. I mean, it didn't seem like, you know, no big but deal. But they were news people. They had to, like, sort of present the facts as well as they knew them. And yeah, all they knew was that people calm. were getting killed left and right. Yeah, exactly. And they're not going to say something sensationalized, like zombie or ghoul. They're going to, you know, use calm. Yes, it's a lot of murder. And people know murder. Yeah. Um, but exactly. if they... Yeah. But I can definitely I can definitely see its role in the, the zombie lexicon. It was a really good movie. I, uh, like I said, was very afraid to watch it. And, like, there were parts that were gross. And it was definitely very, like, suspenseful. But it wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't as scared of it as I thought it was going to be. I mean, that's fair. Which is also true of 28 Days Later, so should we transition? Um, that's true. I mean, yeah, sure. Um, but I want, I do want to say, George Romero's, like, 
ongoing like how how people treat his especially like zombie fanatics how people treat his impact on this whole genre is like is really impressive there aren't a lot of people that have such a reputation like george romero that's true yeah that's true he's sort of the undisputed father of western zombie george romero is a boss in one of the video games i've played Oh my god, really? One of the zombie video games? Um, so, Call of Duty 1. Black, Black, Call of Duty Black Ops 1. What? Call of Duty Black Ops 1 has a zombie mode. Yes. Um, where you fight infinite hordes of zombie in a wave-like format. And, you know, it's it's very enjoyable. I've spent way too much of my life playing it, and I will continue <laughs> to do so. Um, but one of in one of the levels for the DLC of that first Black Ops game, George Romero is... The, the idea is that you are shooting us like you're a couple of actors who are shooting a, a movie and you're set like a zombie movie and you're, all of a sudden real zombies show up and you have to fight them or whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, George Romero shows up and like is a boss and you have to fight. You don't like have to kill him, but he'll like move. He's really hard to kill, but he'll like move slowly and follow you around the whole map. He's a pain in the ass. <laughs> That's awesome. His weapon is like a, uh, a, a like a shooting light. Like That's those, hilarious. Like, big, like, spotlights that they have on sets. Yeah. 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 I hear you. George Romero. That's really funny. Um, what a beautiful legacy. I know, right? That's actually, so you know, um, you know how I, I often say that zombies are the blue collar monster? Yeah. It's a quote from the video portrayal of George Romero. Like the beginning of the, the intro to the ep- the level is George Romero, they heard the air quotes, in an interview about his zombies. <laughs> And that they are the blue-collar monster. The monster within us. I think that might be a real quote. I think so as well. That feels like a real quote. So I'm googling the blue-collar monster. Would you like to start 28 Days Later while I determine if this is a real quote? Okay, yes. Uh, I think 28 Days Later was my favorite of the three we watched. I had never seen it before either. Um, The only one of these I had seen before is Zombieland. (laughs) But I really liked that it kind of... It kind of didn't do a lot of the things that I find sort of unsettling about the zombie genre. Like, it didn't really do human eating, which I was very about. So I really like seeing that. Oh, you um, like seeing not human eating? I, I didn't so much like... I don't so much like seeing, like, intestines torn out, especially when they're, like, alive. That's not my thing. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite <laughs> of my thing. Um, but, yeah, so they didn't really do that, and I was, like, clutch. But I feel like it was one of the earlier pieces of media that had sort of like the fast zombies the zombies that would like run at you which was like really scary and really like stressful (laughs) you know what i mean you know we you and i have talked about this before this is the realistic zombie yeah totally because like there's no reason for a recently dead person to be like stumbling around like frankenstein right yeah there's no scientific reason like yeah people go like oh well what about this one parasite in South America that you reanimate reanimates ants. I'm like, all right, fine, but like, right, that'd have to get ant way the fuck up. Yes, and it would have to infect humans. Instead it'd of have to be sex. able to infect humans. Yeah. Yes. It would have to like yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the the bug would have to be so much more dangerous than it is. Yeah, I mean, I think sort of the closest pathogen we have to a zombie virus is the rabies virus, which has such a slow incubation period. Um, and, like, it does theoretically cause aggression. I don't really know if it causes aggression in people. I should have looked this up. I was just only just now thinking about it. But um, 
I mean, definitely in animals, obviously, and it does, like, encourage biting and that sort of a thing. So, like, that would be the closest thing we have to a zombie virus. Um, but fortunately, we can cure that, so it's fine. Well, only if you know that you were bitten by a rabid creature. If you ever think you've been bitten by a rabid creature, just like PSA, please go get your shots, because once you become symptomatic, there is zero chance of saving your life. So, Yeah, because it hits up the brain, right? Uh, yeah, it causes a lot of inflammation in the brain. Um, and yeah, that typically is what kills you. There have been some cases where they have done a medically induced coma and like flooded your system with anti-inflammatory drugs. And that like maybe caused people to survive, but it's not really well borne out and it hasn't happened that many times. And then you still have like a lot of neurological damage and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely not a perfect cure. Um, and a lot of people won't do it. So just get your shots, guys. That works. <laughs> Not getting your shots works 0% of the time if you actually have been infected with rabies. <laughs> so just a little PSA for all of you. But in this one, it's not rabies. It's like this quote-unquote rage infection. Uh, I guess it's a virus. And it was... I One of the things I enjoyed about this movie is that I'm sitting there, I'm like, this incubation time means that, like, nobody's getting on a plane healthy and arriving in a new place sick. Like, how would this even transmit across continents? And then, like, later in the movie, you get to the point where they're like, I think we might have been quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, great. I love the way it emerged, um, that idea that, like... Like, Hold it's on. kind of like the raving guy who's like, yeah, I think they quarantined us. And you're like, oh... Yeah, I think they might have. Like, you are an island. It started here. And yeah, it has and a like, really short incubation time, so it's not really that hard to quarantine in that sense. Like, you definitely know when people are sick. So, yeah, like, yeah, that would work. It would work. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that's a great idea. There is a sequel to this. Yes, I hear it's not as good. Um, 28 weeks later, is that? Yes. Yes. Which I have also seen. What did you think of it? Uh, I enjoyed it. Okay. I feel like it had kind of a stupid premise from what I got from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> it, um... Well, let me see. I forgot. Let me let me read a little more of this later. And then <laughs> and I'll get back enough. to you. Um, yes. But anyway, so it's a... It is a cool idea in this movie... I also think the idea of the zombie... Like, let's just skip straight to the end. This is my favorite part of this. The <laughs> zombie's starving. Yes. Yes, I'm because like, it's not uh... about undead. This isn't about reanimated dead. This yeah, is it's human, about humans. This is human living humans who just literally, like... Who are full of anger and hunger. Are full of anger and, like, have yeah. no control over their actions. Yes. Yes. And it's so... First, that's a terrifying thing. Because, like, yeah, as we said, this is the form of zombie I see existing. Right. If it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen like this. Like, something gets out of a lab, or it's like a bioweapon, maybe. And... I can see the bioweapon angle. It's one I fear the most. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, and, and it's... I mean, you're a living person, because it's not easy to reanimate bodies, but it's, as we've seen in examples, like parasites from, you know, the jungles, people, or at least animals, can be taken over by pathogens. Like, it's been demonstrated. Right, it is a perfectly possible thing. Yeah, but we are a lot more we are a lot more complex than this insects that are usually victimized by cordyceps fungus and things like that. But yeah, they're usually ants. Yeah, uh, so like yeah, all sorts of insects. Oh, really? The examples I've only ever found were ants. Yeah, they're the most common ones. Okay, interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I guess there's lots of ants. 
But anyway, yes. so this is this is a great movie, and it is a prime example of... I found... Now, I've stumbled across 15 memorable quotes from George Romero, <laughs> and, and I have read them all. Excellent. Um, there are two quotes that I think are very, very relevant to this movie. First of all, I do want to point out... I forgot to point it out in the last time while we were talking about it. Um, Night of the Living Dead. $114,000 budget. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so awesome. <laughs> like That pleases bo- me so much. It box officed 30 million. It just found a lot of gaunt people and like put some pale makeup on them. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> hey, act weird. Um, oh, so good. He yeah. actually has a quote in here about how you don't need to spend $40 million to be creepy. The best horror movies are the ones that are much less endowed. That's true. Um, anyway, so no, so there's this... There, He has a quote, uh, two quotes here. First of all, there is... Um, a quote that my zombies will never take over the world because I need the humans. The humans are the ones I dislike the most and they're where the trouble really lies. <laughs> and he's another quote that says my stories are about humans and how they react or fail to react or react stupidly. I'm pointing the finger at us, not at the <laughs> zombies. I try to respect and sympathize with the zombies as much as possible. I think 28 Days Later is a prime example of this. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely true. Like there's because this... you see all sorts of ways to react. Yeah, like, like the whole the, the main character is just sort of baffled, <laughs> like trying to figure out where he can go, what he can do. I mean, you see his parents who are just like, "Nope, we're out," and no, thank themselves. you, don't yeah. don't want that. Which again, probably me. Yeah, if I'm old enough, yeah. if I'm fairly old, that is me. Yes, definitely. And there's definitely a sense of one in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> like I yeah. will not be eaten by a zombie. Yeah, no for sure. Um and like you know, it was peaceful and they died together and like even uh that character who very quickly got killed off um pointed out he's like you should be sincerely grateful because like I watched my family got to- get torn apart. So <laughs> things went way better for you than they could have gone. Who was at um, the um I completely forget all of the names of the characters in this movie. Was that Except the West, because I actually was, wrote that down. Was that the guy with the kank? The the uh, taxi, rather? No, 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 no. It was the um, it was the guy who was with the girl, <laughs> Selena, right? Her name is Selena. Um, the guy who was partnered up with Selena when uh, main character guy first met them. Frank. No, Frank is the taxi guy. Oh. Oh, Mark, Mark, Mark. Mark, Mark. yes, good pull. No, it's not a pull. I have three screens open, with each with one of the <laughs> Wikipedia pages. Yes, yeah, Mark. Okay, what's uh, the main character's name? So I stopped jump, bumbling on that one. Jim. Jim. Okay, I was thinking Tom. I knew it was something like that. Jim the Bike Courier. <laughs> <laughs> That's his character lie. title? Oh, no, he just is a bike courier. Yes. Um, okay, so, how about... P.S. Totally the way that Walking Dead starts. Same start. Yeah, it is. I was like, hey, you stole that. <laughs> yeah, it's 2000. But see, here's the thing. I'm looking at this release date of 2002, and I was like, I don't know, Walking Dead might have come first. Because <laughs> at this point. I like, can see yeah, why you would think that. For it's been on forever. It's been on basically my entire adult life. Oh, Actually, by the way, literally my entire adult life. There is a uh, VR game that is being made in conjunction with The Walking Dead. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, like. You can, like, grab zombies' heads with one ah. hand and, like, take a knife and stab them in the head with the other hand. Oh, my God. Gross. It's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. 
But it's like an RPG. Like, you go around and, like, do quests and help people out and they kill zombies on the way. Return people's cats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shit like that. Anyway. That's awesome. Um, you get faced with, like, horrible decisions, like, people doing bad shit, and I'm like, whoa. Like, I, don't, cool. I don't want to play this video game, but I will watch playthroughs. I feel like as a society, we've agreed that that is the most interesting place to take zombie movies. I mean, right, yeah, you see, George Romero knew it from first, like, yeah. the things people do when these situations happen are what make these movies. Right. It's about the human reaction, like, exactly like he said. And that's very much true in this one. So, like, you have Selena, who's just like, hey, listen, I'm just gonna survive, and, like, that's that's it. That's the end of it. Um, right. And Mark is kind of like, hey, we're gonna try to have fun still, and then he gets killed. <laughs> yeah, so that shows exactly how that's working. Jim kind of, like doesn't seem to have a motivation he's just there like once he found his parents he's just sort of floating in selena's like wake trying to figure out what's next i mean he's he react- finds frank and hannah yeah. whose motivation is each other they have each other to live for and like frank has to protect his daughter and hannah's just like being a teen girl which is like such a sweet thing and like you know he's giving her driving lessons and stuff and it's 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 very uplifting it's like a very warm feeling period of time that part of the movie yeah that's true There's the scene in the tunnel scared the crap out of me i was very tense <laughs> <laughs> that's not fun for that whole thing um but other than that like the entire period of time where it's the the four of them it's like pretty happy and pretty nice yeah, it's like shows, you know, there's wholesome things. And it's a prime example of the opposite. Like, not everything is the, the group of soldiers, right? right? There are some people who can continue to find light in a dark, dark place. Right, and, like, it even brought Selena around, who was previously just like, hey, listen, there's nothing, like, all, all there is is survival. That's the long and short of it. This is our entire life now. And then she sees Frank and Hannah and gets to know them and is like, actually, there can be joy still. Mm-hmm. There can be joy and love and, and comfort. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's a very nice converge like character turn, a character yeah. development. I don't expect like I don't expect to see character development in zombie movies. Totally, yeah, but I th- I think that if you are watching the right ones, they can be extremely thoughtful movies. Because zombies are such a simple enemy, like there's nothing complex or interesting in fighting zombies. <laughs> you just sort of like bash them on the head, and that's it. Right, it's not, yeah, I mean, like, oh my, you can be overwhelmed. That's how that works, like. Yeah, yeah. That's not exactly. Yeah, it's not interesting. If 100,000 people attack one person, they'll win. That's not the turn that I want to see. Right. And, you know, sometimes they're very strong, and sometimes they're very fast, and oh no, and if it gets any bodily fluid in you, you die. Sometimes they're boss zombies. Yeah, sometimes they're boss zombies. Sometimes they're carrying around some big concrete box and they gotta hit you in the face with it. And you gotta just get them in the head a bunch of times. Right. Sometimes they have a coat that makes them stronger. Who knows? <laughs> it gives them, like, plus ten to health. Yeah, pl- plus ten defense. Their AC is off the charts, man. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. Uh, but, yes. But, generally speaking, it's always kind of the same enemy. Right. You know, it never stops being people. And oh wait, you mean the same enemy as zombies? Yeah, I'm saying zombies. Zombies, like yes, there's some variations. There's zombies. Really, really, they're just zombies. But yes, you're. But yes, to your point, every zombie movie, the enemy is people. Actually, that's not true. Zombieland, the enemy is zombies. But um, fucking love Zombieland. Zombieland um, is very good. Zombieland is not meant to be a character study. But <laughs> so, like at the end, the scariest thing about this movie is is the people in West's. Um, 
a uh, little what, what what kind of army group was it, Peter? <laughs> Squad. What? <laughs> what was sure. The platoon. I don't know. I don't the know name is know. platoon. Yeah, let's go with platoon. I think it was a platoon. So yes, so West's platoon of guys, I would say, is definitely the scariest part of this movie by far, and I felt like the movie did a really good job sort of building up to the fact that they were sinister. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think that, like, when we were coming into the uh, the mansion, like, I knew something was up because Albert really loves this movie and loves talking about it. So I remembered that West was sinister. I just didn't remember how. And so every time he would get on the radio or whatever, I would be like, Albert, is that the cult leader? And he's like, there's no cult leader. Cannot stress this enough. There's no cult in this. Um, there's always a cult. Though. I know there's always a cult. Maybe, maybe in 28 weeks a later, there's a cult. <laughs> um, but I, I'm sure they'll find a cult somewhere. But yeah, like they did a really good job of coming into the mansion. And I like, even knowing that there was a bad thing coming, like, it still felt very safe. Like everything was really secure and they had the food stores and everything all covered. Um, and yeah, so like when you eventually find out what's going on, it's it makes it that much more unnerving because it's a turn from like an <laughs> apparent safe space to a very, very unsafe space. The most unsafe space. Yes, especially for a teen girl. So that was yeah. upsetting. But I was curious what you thought of West's motivations because he seemed to me like an idealistic person. Like, he he seemed to legitimately drink his own Kool-Aid. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he framed this as like, hey, listen, I know it's not pretty, but my soldiers wanted to kill themselves, and like, without women, there's no concept of the future. Like, what are we doing this all for if there are no women? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, 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 and I, I really kind of thought that he believed that, rather than him just being like, hey, listen, my soldiers are horny, they gotta get their dicks wet like so Gotta so sorry girls you're the ones what did you right. think what vibe did you get from him um i feel like a lot of the times when we have these characters we do often run into the whole yeah it started as like it may have had more city insidious beginnings like maybe in the beginning he really was like ah they've got to wear out their energy and like oh god but you know he doesn't seem like he was always a bad guy yeah obviously he is now a bad guy yes <laughs> but this is undisputed this is not a question we have but i feel like it is unlikely that he would have done you know been in the army and, and done all of these things and i realize there are bad people in the army oh, too sure, but like yeah. Rapist, especially. Rapist, yes, like lots of them. <laughs> um, but I do feel like there is definitely a, you know, typically people have a little more honor than that. Yeah. And like, especially like, you know, once again, there still exists, but like uh, an office, like a, a, not senior exactly, but a well-along officer who was in the army. Like that's, I don't know. It seems like he was probably a good dude at one point. Yeah. And then he had to, like, figure out how to keep these soldiers occupied, essentially. Right. And then eventually he was able to convince himself to kind of hide from his own conscience is really where I'm getting. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, he definitely seemed to have, like, legitimate concern for the well-being of his soldiers, which makes sense as an officer. Um, you know, you're supposed to be... You're supposed to concern yourself with the well-being in every sense of your soldiers. So... I thought that was very mm -hmm. fitting. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think that's probably right, Peter, that like, it's just literally, it's rationalizing to make himself feel better. Yeah, he feels like he has to do what he has to do, and he has to can do anything to convince himself that he will be, you know, he, that he can live with that. And because beyond the responsibility, the individual responsibility to his soldiers, he also has, he, as far as he can see, like, he seems to be the one who's responsible for, like, restarting the human race from his perspective, you know what I mean? Like, getting things on right. track, he, as far as he can tell, he's, like, the only guy who has it together. So, he kind of is, like... It's, I guess it's easy to fall into the ethical trap of being like, hey, I mean, if that's what we need to keep these soldiers fighting, because if the soldiers stop fighting, then we're screwed. And if we don't have women for the soldiers to bed and reproduce with, then we're also screwed. So, ironically. <laughs> right, and, you know, to, in fairness, he didn't... I mean, he didn't... Uh... Like, he didn't have a whole lot of evidence to the contrary that he wasn't the only one that had his shit together. Right. And he wasn't the only chance that people had. Like, yeah, there were a lot of things going down. And... Yeah. The, uh... Shouts out to his, like, Scottish, uh... I forget what his rank was, but his, his, like, second in command, who, A, was like, nope, this is insane, don't do this, and B, was also the one who called out the quarantine. That guy (laughs) knew what was up. He was, like, the only one with his head on straight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, uh... That's true. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Um, any other I thoughts agree. about 28 Days Later before we move on? Um... I liked the ending. Yeah, the ending was uplifting. I, I think that... But also, I feel like the endings are always, like... Oh, there's a chance, but we're yeah. I feel, I feel like there are a lot of endings are like um, are like World War Z, where like you know humanity has won out through sheer wit and perseverance and the daring acts of few. Uh huh. But you know, you know what humanity did in this one? They fucking bunkered down and waited for the zombies to starve. Yeah. Which again, like this is so much more realistic. The starvation, love it. Love really enjoy because like yeah, it's one thing to have rabies zombies, awesome, mm-hmm. good. This movie made that so much more popular in social in in the public in in what's it called in uh, uh the media social media <laughs> yeah I mean, media pop culture pop culture that's the one pop culture is <laughs> um, but yeah this made it so much more accepted in pop culture but on the other hand like it didn't. It, they didn't just stop there. They really followed through on it. Yeah, definitely. Which I which I really liked. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's people beyond, which is which is cool. I don't know how they knew it was a finished fighter jet. Um, did they say anything about it being a finished fighter jet? Yeah, the Wikipedia. Does. Oh, the Wikipedia does. Yeah, because the Wikipedia has the production notes where they. I guess that's where true. They like re reproduce that. I was gonna say I don't remember that being in the dialogue. They're like, oh, it's the Finns. Why did they pick? I thought it was the U.S. Honestly, because it had like the star on the wing. I usually assume it's the U.S. Yeah. If anyone's gonna fly a fighter jet over someone else's soil, it's probably. Plus, the didn't US. they sound American? I thought they sounded American. I don't know. Apparently, they sounded. Apparently, they sound like apparently that's what the Finns sound like. I think this like. is the most. Unjustified. Have you ever met one? <laughs> note in a I've ever seen a week like this is 
the one thing in a Wikipedia article that makes me go, yeah, Wikipedia is fucking. I can crazy. see why high school told us not to use this as a source. <laughs> yeah, like why? It's a spider chat. Right. Wild. Um, but yes, very good movie. Two anyway. thumbs up. Alright, I am good with this, especially because our episode's getting a little long. Yeah, getting a little long. You're not going to have nearly as much time to talk about your zombie theories as you wanted, Peter. I know, I'm pretty salty about it. So, zombie right. land. I picked this movie Zom- because I feel like, again, we're sort of at the tail end of our culture being into zombies, I think. And zombie land, I feel, reflects that. Because it's like, it's sort of about zombies, but it's also like, I don't know, about friendship and found family. <laughs> You know what I mean? But, like, it's it's it really is just kind of a comedy that happens to be set in a world of zombies. Which I love. Yes. I love the idea that the zombie movie doesn't have to be a horror movie. Or it doesn't have to be, yeah. a, you know, a, a suspense thriller. Exactly. Like, World War Z did this, too. World War Z was an action movie. Yeah. Pure and simple. He just happened to be killed. The, the bodies he was stacking were zombies. <laughs> Which made it like, less uh, morally questionable, so... Right, he was just killing a bunch of rabies monsters. Which also kind of, I feel like, is why people are into zombies, as as a side note. Because you can kill things that look like humans but aren't humans? Yeah, it's like a really good um, outlet <laughs> for people. You know what I mean? It's like, oh... It's like parents won't let their kids watch, like, violent movies about people killing people, but, like, zombies are okay. Zombies are fine. Those aren't people. They're monsters. They just look like people. And, yeah, which is worse. You know, like, sinners. Wait. And there, it's sort of like, <laughs> it's the only possible scenario where people could end up, like, having to do a lot of violence and it being totally justified. <laughs> which is probably why people are so obsessed with their zombie survival plans, like, on the sneak. Wait, wait, what was the beginning of that again? I didn't, I, I, I heard it, I didn't understand it, when you went with the, on the sneak survival plans. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, they're into their survival plans Secretly, because, uh, and they probably, people probably don't feel this way, like, openly, but I just sort of, it's like my pet psychology theory, that people just really like the idea of being able to go, like, full out, super violent, in, like, a completely justified setting. Like, there's something cathartic about it. They're like, like, everyone's like, oh yeah, I could be a badass if, like, the right opportunity came along, I just don't like violence. (laughs) And it's like, well, too bad if you don't like violence, it's the zombie apocalypse, man, get out there. (laughs) Um. (laughs) That's fair. That's, but, that's good, that's a good point. Back on track, to your point, yes, I, it, it is, I would say Shaun of the Dead was the original movie that was, like, a comedy set in a, in a horror setting, but it was a comedy. Um, right. But this is a great homage to that. and But I think also has its own flavor, for sure. Like, I do not consider this a knockoff or anything like that. I mean, this is the American Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Zop- like, Shaun that, of the Dead that, that recently, but I don't think of them as being, like, that similar, other than the fact that they share a genre, which is, like, the sub-genre of zombie comedy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I but I can't. I tell you what, with the exception of Zombieland Two, I can't think of another zombie comedy. Yeah, that's true. It's a small group. <laughs> so Z- zombie romance, of course, we know. Warm bodies. The one premiere, the best zombie romance movie of all time, of course, is Warm Bodies. <laughs> Fucking insane concept for a movie. We should just ruin Warm Bodies. Fuck all these other. Movies. Yeah, I feel like Warm Bodies are really rich vein. Yeah, we could just go on for days about that. Yeah, right. But we go on for days about other shit too. That's true. We go on for days without any justification we whatsoever. We just go on for days. 
Um, so my one gripe with this movie is that it bothered to give an explanation about the zombies, but it was a terrible explanation. <laughs> no, I love it. I love that so I love that scene. <laughs> it's such a good scene. It's like, you scene. know, Mad Cow? <laughs> that scene? Are you talking about that scene? Um, yeah. And it's like the dude eating the... This is the one of the dudes eating the cheeseburger. Yeah. And it just, like, shows him eating cheeseburger. He's like... <gasps> <laughs> starts it. It's fucking awesome. The scene is funny, but... Mad cow disease does not make you violent, nor does it shed in your saliva. It's basically reverse zombie disease because you have to eat an infected brain in order to get it. <laughs> and then if you get it, you're just going to, like, lose motor function and get really lethargic. Unfortunately, what the zombies did was they went and took all of our wheat and replaced it with themselves. And now we just have to eat the zombies instead. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, they got us. Oh, no, now I'm lazy. <laughs> Oh no, now I have to be on a ventilator. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh, I can't even bother to breathe. Oh golly. Um, also, it's a prion, not a virus. But anyway, I'll get off my pedestal okay, well, now. Duh. <laughs> Let me of dismount from my high horse. Everyone not know you're very lethargic. High horse. It has mad horse disease. <laughs> it, has, it has mad horse disease. I think that is the thing, actually. I think there is a sure um, uh, spongiform encephalopathy for horses. Hey, you know how terrifying prions are? Real, real talk. Uh, yeah, they're pretty much impossible to destroy. <laughs> like, they can't be stopped. Like the tardigrades of pathogens. Yeah, but they don't spread they really very are. easily. You have to eat infected tissue. Yes, I know this, because I played Plague Inc. <laughs> exactly. But, prions took forever to spread those fuckers. Like, prions don't... Prions don't make more of themselves by, like, making more of themselves, like viruses and bacteria do. They they make more of themselves by, like, cuddling up to the correctly folded protein and making it misfold. So, like, <laughs> they don't just get to reproduce wildly. They convert. Once they're in there, they convert and they mess up your system. But, like... Well, they're very persuasive. But you're not... <laughs> these proteins aren't going to come out of cells and just, like, start getting breathed out and therefore mm, spread to other people. You know what I mean? So prions are very scary in a certain way, but they're not really an epidemic pathogen. No, they're just terrifying in the fact that... You can't do shit about them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's not even a vaccine. It's worse than rabies. Yeah, there's nothing exists. And you, you can't even diagnose it definitively until you die because you need a, um, uh, to do, like, staining of your brain. Like, Probably. yeah. Uh, cytopathology, like looking at it under a microscope. Okay. So they're like, right. I don't know, it's so. bunch of form encephalopathy, so probably a prion, but you find out later. Anyway, that's 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 my um my real quick lecture about the zombie land justification. <laughs> but you're right, it was a funny scene. I, I think it was a delightful scene. I think I set the scene for the whole movie. Um, yes. Or set, set the, the tone. tone for the yeah. whole movie. You don't set scenes. Well, you do, but not in this case. Uh, also, the first scene with our hero was great. Um, with Columbus, because he's just like running around in circles and just like cardio, 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 cardio. Yeah, I love the zombie rules. <laughs> the rules are so good. Their quality always limber up. Yep. <laughs> double tap. What was the other one? Uh, don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. That's a good one. Do double tap is an extremely important rule for a zombie apocalypse. D double tap is the name of a perk in one of the zombie games I've played. <laughs> that makes you shoot twice as fast. That's awesome. But I'm sure it comes from this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, these are this is great advice, and legitimately, I'm gonna be the asshole that if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm gonna run around fucking quoting zombie. <laughs> you can be like, check the back seat, cardio. Oh yeah, always check the back seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
These are good. This is solid. I do that when I get in my car regularly. I do too. Especially at night. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I'm like, who is going to actually carjack probably. me by getting in the backseat of my car? But. Who, who is going to see your car and go? I'm going to carjack mm-hmm. that. I'm not, like, listen, your car is fine. But it's also like carjacking a Civic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like. Yeah, like. If I'm going to carjack, it's going to be a Mercedes. Caesar, I don't really know why people carjack. Why, why do people carjack, Peter? <laughs> why know. do carjackers do what they do? <laughs> what is the motive? <laughs> just drive a nice car. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. For a second, I was like, for ransom? I'm like, no, probably not for ransom. Probably not for ransom. I guess there's lots of reasons you could carjack, though. You could carjack but you a rich person. Out. It might be for ransom. I don't know. I don't know, white collar, the first easy carjacks someone because he's supposed to drive around. <laughs> maybe he just needs a ride somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Can't afford Uber. Maybe, maybe he will take your Super because he's like, you know what? That I bet she It's pretty will fuel efficient. Less. <laughs> pretty fuel efficient. <laughs> this car is just nice enough for me to know she has insurance that will uh, <laughs> alleviate <laughs> the harm that I do. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually really carjacking fuel efficient cars is the nicest carjacking because <laughs> you know they won't use as much of your gas. That's true. That's true. That's very nice of them. Uh, they won't harm the environment oh. as much. The carbon footprint will be minimized. Uh. <laughs> oh no! I like this idea of the green courteous carjacker. <laughs> this is a fucking cyanide and happiness cartoon. Oh my god! It totally is. <laughs> we should write to them. Be like, it's for sale. TM TM. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna oh, mail myself a letter. I have to get back on my <laughs> on my lethargic high horse for a second. Why is the power still on everywhere? <laughs> it, okay, I didn't yeah. notice this the first time I saw it, but then having watched 28 days later before watching this, I was like, wait, the, what the fuck? <laughs> it okay, works now, okay. everywhere. I, I have two points. Okay, I was hoping you'd have a counter for this. You know more about the power industry than me. I have three points. Excellent. Okay, first of all, Bill Murray for sure has an off-the-grid power solution. Oh, obviously, yes. That that one's fine. That's not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that Bill Murray's house always has power. Well, as it should. Bill Murray should never have to suffer. <laughs> He's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess that. Okay. Was that your whole point? Was that all three points? Or? No, no, no. no. <laughs> all three points is Bill Murray is beautiful. Bill Murray would have his own power solution, and Bill Murray should never say <laughs> Three points. No, okay. So, other point. Um, why does why would the power go out? Because there's nobody running the power plants anymore. Yeah. Why? Would and they the, would run out of fuel on, eventually. They're not pushing stones in circles. Like they're they're watching <laughs> computer screens. <laughs> Um, okay, so I was curious about it from, like, a nuclear plant perspective specifically. Um, okay. Like, what happens when they stop being monitored? No, nothing, usually. It just keeps going, right? Yeah, like, they, the especially recent, relatively new ones, they're pretty automated. And I would guess windmills and stuff, too. But I would think that coal power plants and, like, natural gas power plants would run out of fuel fairly quickly. Natural gas, maybe not. Depends on that. On that. Some natural gas plants are hooked up to the mains so like yeah they'll run out of fuel but like think also think about this how many people are using electricity now uh i don't know it seems like a lot of power was left on that's fair but i'm thinking about like all the street lights and stuff like that 
Yeah, uh, anyone who really was running huge. their air conditioner at the time this happened is still running their air conditioner. Actually, that's an excellent point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, no, I'm still, the nuclear power plants probably will be fine. I would think they'll so, be fine and, for a long time, and then eventually, what would happen? I mean, they refuel every three years. Right. So they'd be good for a couple of years. And we also don't really and, know what the timeline of this movie is, I don't think. I don't think you know how long it's been. I think it's pretty quick. I think like a couple weeks at most. Yeah, like I think it's like no more than a few months. Um, a few months, you think, really? At no more than. Okay. Yeah. I think it's potentially possible, but I think like... It's been long enough that a culture exists in which people only refer to each other by the names they're from. I thought that was more of a uh, an idiosyncrasy of Tallahassee. No, like, apparently that's a thing. Um, I was also confused why the two girls had different names. (laughs) Wichita and Little Rock? They must have just both been from Arkansas. Well, I guess they must have been from Arkansas, and they went with Wichita and Little Rock. Yeah, they probably went with the closest, like, the town they're from and the closest town. Yes. Um, No, but don't they introduce themselves to that? Like, they learn their names, and it's like, I'm Wichita. Uh, no. Tallahassee introduces them to Columbus. But I'm you know what though, so. because at the end she like tells him her name as like a yeah. as like a gesture of of trust. Yeah. And so I think that the culture exists in which no one tells each other their name. Maybe I mean it seems like they've run into other people too because they're constantly scamming, <laughs> which is which the is smartest way to survive a zombie apocalypse. Very unscrupulous, but smart. I yeah I love that scene I love the I love them when they do this. It's so funny because like I had forgotten it had been long enough since I'd seen it and then like I slowly realized I'm like they're lying. <laughs> I'm starting to remember that these girls are full of it. Because that, that child actress is too famous to not be a main character in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Trying a total blank on her name, but she's very famous. Abigail, Abigail Breslin. Breslin. Yes, exactly. Thank you. She was in science. Yeah, she's a very successful child actress. I hope she doesn't end up wow. on drugs. They, she will. Uh, probably. She's a year older than me, Cece. Mm-hmm. Well, so she probably already has. Anyway, um, yes. Do you know her other name is Sophomore? What? <laughs> her other name? Sorry. The actress? I'm on, her, I'm on her Wikipedia page. I'm seeing Born, you know, Abigail Kathleen Breslin, da, 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 residence, da, 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 other names, Sophomore. <laughs> I wonder what the context is for that. <laughs> Me too. Anyway, continue. Um, yeah, but... I mean, you were you were saying that it was probably a couple months at most, so I I would imagine that you're right that probably the natural gas would be connected to like mains, but um, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So I, I, I could see that public. there would probably be areas where there are blackouts, because like where there's coal yeah. power plants and stuff like that. I don't think that would last long. Yeah, but also there's only three power grids in the country. So but like. places that are um, that's a good point. I didn't know that. There's Texas. That's what I'm saying. I was like, Peter knows better. East Coast and the West Coast. Really? Texas has its own power yeah. grid? Why? Texas has an independent What about power. Alaska and Hawaii, asshole? They're, okay, first of all, fuck Hawaii. Doesn't, what? doesn't real. Isn't real. What? That's not true. Why fuck Hawaii? All right. I've been trying anyway. to get super off track, but that was very aggressive, and I want to know why. No, fuck Hawaii. Because it's hot. <laughs> Do I need more a reason? Yes. I hate Pittsburgh in the summer, too. Okay, I guess that's fair. You hate everywhere that's hot. Pretty much. Um, unless I have a pool. But anyway. <laughs> Alright, no. I was talking about Conus, okay? Can we get... Like, come on. Conus? Obviously I wasn't talking about anything but Conus. I don't know what you're saying. Conus, Continental United States. Oh, 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 yes. 
Anywhere that they would have ended up on their little journey. Yeah, on foot or in car. <laughs> in car yes. Um, yes, that makes sense. I didn't realize that though. That, so, okay. All right. All right. I feel you. So maybe it's actually the most practical for there to be power everywhere. Because yeah, everywhere is going to have like a hydroelectric dam or a nuclear plant or yeah, and something that would be more elastic. Like, windmills even. Cell, like solar power plants. can be shunted. Like theoretically, that is possible. Mm-hmm. And perhaps likely. Cause, but like, you know, here in Pittsburgh, I'm using power as far as that matters from the nuclear power plant. Because transmission, they're, you know, wires have resistance and a significant amount of energy is lost on wires. Okay, yes. Um, so it's not practical to send power from New York City to Florida. Right. But it's possible. Right. Anyway. Interesting. Um, I would hope that someone would have the presence of mind as the shit is going down to go, a switch? Open up all those all those power shunts. Maybe, yeah. I just know that they can be connected. I don't know that they are always connected. Right. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay, alright. So it, it's a little bit more realistic than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I, 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 I abashedly right. stepped down from my high lethargic course. Ah, excellent. Yes. <laughs> my high, my lethargic course. Now. <laughs> um, I'll take that. Excellent point about the hydroelectric dams and solar and shit. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, that stuff should be good like until it starts breaking down. Yeah, I mean, like the mechanics of a uh, of a solar of a wind farm might be a little more problematic, but a solar farm will be like fine. Yeah, like they lose some efficiency over time, but mostly solar becomes you know useless because there's much better solar, and not because it is <laughs> that is what makes solar obsolete is more solar. Yeah, better solar. <laughs> um, yeah, I also found the mechanics of zombie spreading in this one kind of confusing because they get blood all the, over them all the time but I guess it's bites that spread it um yes and their saliva huh it's in their saliva yeah yeah I guess just their saliva though not like all of their bodily fluids and yes. then oh wait that actually reminds me real quick to rewind to Night Living Dead Peter I get confused again about radiation transmissibility <laughs> is that like a thing can you be no. contagiously radioactive not unless you have a radiation source in you. Okay. Radiation damage is your cells being fucked. Right. But they were saying... And they can produce bad cells. I guess it's the- theoretically is possible that the cells got corrupted in such a way that had them create more bad cells. Like prions. That were then used for infection. Cell prions. Yeah, oh, Night of the Living Dead, that was prions. Oh, okay. That all makes sense now. I don't think yeah, they knew all, about prions back then, but yeah. <laughs> George yeah, Romero know, was wild. really, uh, really a visionary. George Romero, weirdly enough, actually a, rena- a PhD in in biochemistry. <laughs> I don't know. Who knew? Yeah, weird. <coughs> yeah, discovered prions. <coughs> George Romero, God bless you. Oh, anyway, anyway, um, yes. So, so it is Zombieland. Theoretically possible that a transmissible zombie virus came to exist due to mutations from radiation ra- yeah due to radiation's reasons okay okay all right i feel that i feel that but no if i got ra- irradiated and i walked next to you i couldn't irradiate okay but like your clothes could right like like your items can be radioactive made radioactive by irradiation do, do humans just like not absorb it and reflect it it just goes right through us uh here's the wild thing your skin can block types of radiation i actually didn't know that Alpha radiation specifically. Cool. Very um, handy. Yes, it's a, it's a fun built-in feature. <laughs> um, hmm, that's a good point about the clothing, and that is possible 
but it's not nearly as it's like more it will hurt you a li- like it'll take years off your life as opposed to turning you into a zombie radiation you know okay all right sure that makes sense and they were kind of like it's a new kind of radiation so Ooh. Ooh, maybe that one is transmissible it's z-rays <laughs> yeah exactly so anyway we can be- get back to zombie land yeah because we, we gotta like wrap an up hour and so, or so. all right so, um i love the clown scene that was hilarious that was very funny be a hero <laughs> like this is such a different movie it is oh my god but like bill <laughs> murray too. though we do have to discuss poor him bill. i said we'd get to poor it bill murray. poor bill murray it was so good <laughs> poor buddy he was so like chill bill about it too. but like <laughs> as he as he does that is when I remembered I was like oh my god you're gonna die like because I like he's he's doing this and I'm like you know he has a gun why are you playing this prank this is a bad idea Bill Moore's like this is gonna be so I haven't made people laugh in so long oh, this is gonna be poor great Bill. as far as I know they're not even watching my movies anymore <laughs> um, I have a theory, secret theory that Bill Murray was depressed and just wanted to let it all go oh no that's a terrible theory yeah, it's a good theory, though. It makes me sad. Yeah, theories that make me sad are bad theories, Peter. <laughs> As a rule. As a rule. It makes oh me sad because of how bad it is. Um, yeah, that was it I... was very tragic. <laughs> like, <laughs> when um, Wichita laughs as he's, like, dying, like, gasping his dying breaths, and she's like, he just gets me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very funny. Oh, no, it's a good movie. Terrible. Oh my god. Additional additional thoughts. Um Hey, was it? Yeah, he was. <laughs> yes. Jesse Eisenberg played f- fucking um what's his name? Is it Columbus? I keep saying Columbus. Is that correct? It's Columbus. Okay. He played Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> and I couldn't unsee that the entire time. <laughs> I enjoy that. That's really funny. I never watched uh, Social Network. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good movie, actually. Oh, what like a bunch of Oscars, you should so. you should pirate it so you don't actually support. Oh, okay, yeah. Did Mark Zuckerberg make money from that? I mean, I guess he sold his life rights or whatever. He must have sold his life rights. Yeah. And I can't see Mark Zuckerberg giving up control of something without ongoing benefits. That's probably true. And you know that because you've seen the movie. <laughs> he just bought their data from them. <laughs> Uh, your data. He already had it. Um, my final thought on Zombieland is that at the end, after Tallahassee kills all the zombies, he kisses his handgun, and I'm like, your lips. <laughs> <laughs> How cooled off is that gun? It's got to be so hot. <laughs> I want to watch Double Tap, and it just says Tallahassee with burnt ass. <laughs> yes, that would be so. I was funny. really upset for him. Oh, Tallahassee. When you find out he had a son, not a puppy. Fuck. Mm, my heart. This movie was full of unexpected feelings. I know. I said it wasn't a character study, but it it, it was kind of a character study. Yeah. The amount of times. Yeah, number of times Wichita and Little Rock betray them, like, oof. Twice they betray them. That's twice. too many times. Is that right? Well, they yeah, because they, they betray them the first time, and then the second time they're like, "Well, we are taking your stuff, but you can come with." And then, um, and then like they bail on them when they've already been teaming up for so long, which was really sad. Yeah, but like, didn't they know? Didn't who know? Didn't like Columbus and Tallahassee like know they were leaving? When weren't they like, "Hey, we're out"? 
yeah, I guess it wasn't so much a betrayal. I mean, it was a betrayal, but it wasn't like a it wasn't sneaky, a surprise, it wasn't betrayal. surprise betrayal. Yeah, it was like a hey, we go. I mean, they didn't have like a conversation about it. I feel like they just got in the car and drove away because Tallahassee was literally in a, in a towel, so they knew because they heard it happen. Yeah. So, semi sneaky. Pretty sneaky. Oh, all um, right. But yeah. Anyway, it was a delightful movie. I enjoyed every minute. It was a delight. Did you enjoy our zomboy extravaganza? Um, yeah, I did. Good. Me too. It was very fun. It was a fairly unsettling but fun look at the genre, and we <laughs> covered basically every aspect of this genre. I did my best. Because frankly, watching three yeah. movies was a lot harder than reading a book. Hey, real quick. Real quick. Yes. Um, there is a... There, so there are several actors they considered for the role of Bill Murray to be themselves, not like to be <laughs> Bill Murray. Oh, okay. Who else did they so, consider? <laughs> First of all, I love this beginning of his description of the cast. Bill Murray has a fictionalized version of himself, still living in his Los Angeles home and regularly disguising himself as a zombie to travel around the area. He goes with my lifestyle. <laughs> so it was originally written for Patrick Swayze. Oh, that's hilarious too. Patrick Swayze was battling pancreatic cancer and couldn't make it to set. Oh, but he would have already looked like a zombie. I know. That's really sad, because he died in, like, 09 oh, because of pancreatic cancer. I'm sad. Sorry, Patrick that's Swayze. That's the second shitty thing you've done. Oh, no. Well, that's that's um, not my worst day. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so other considerations were Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Oh, my God. Dwayne Johnson would have been great. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Uh, I don't know who this is. Jean-Claude Camille Francois Van Varenberg. Is that a real name? That's a real person's yeah, name. Yeah, apparently he is a retired martial artist known for his martial art movies. Okay. I'll take your word um, for it. Joe Pesci. Mark Hamill. <laughs> which would have been a fucking delight. I like Mark Hamill. I was going to say, not, not, none of these are better than Bill Murray, but Mark Hamill's pretty good. Uh, Kevin Bacon and Dustin Hoffman. So these are all the considerations. I think the best one is Bill Murray, just because Bill Murray is so exclusively known for comedy. Yes, I think that was. He is the chillest guy. Phenomenal. Mark Hamill would have also been really good, and The Rock would have also been very good. Yeah, The Rock. That's exactly what I was gonna say. The Rock and Mark Hamill would have been my number two. How terrifying would a rock zombie be, though? For real. (laughs) Let's talk about boss zombies. (laughs) Exactly. Oh god. Okay. Let's wrap this thing up, Peach. Alright. Um, how about um, you share with us what our next book is? Our next book, assuming I didn't miss it and we really haven't already done it. You searched. Uh, which is yeah, I yeah, but you know, things are weird. Get our podcast feed uh, up just in case. Double check your work. Alright, cool, cool, cool. We are going to do Children of Ruin. Oh, smart. No, we by haven't Adrian done that. Tchaikovsky. Good pick. Yeah, that is a... Guys, listen, you're in for a treat. <laughs> if you like Children of Time. Yeah, like, it's it has a lot of Children of Timey vibes, but, like, way better. <laughs> oh, do you think so? Did you not... Did you read it yet? I have read some of it. I think it is better. And it, in some ways, and a bit of repetitive in others, repeating off of the first book. Okay. That is all I will say, and we will talk about it next month. Exciting. I like it. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Cool, cool, cool. I'm looking forward to it as well. All right. Okay. 
So, Peter, where can our listeners find us? Um, our listeners can find us at facebook.com forward slash sci-fi sidebar. Um, now, Cece, I heard we have a Twitter. Is that correct? Oh, we do have a Twitter. Uh, it's a network Twitter for SignothingNet on Twitter. If you could go there, we tried to tweet updates and um, episode releases and that sort of a thing when we remember. <laughs> that is a big if. <laughs> well, Peter usually when? releases That's... episodes like in the middle of the night. So, yeah. <laughs> middle of the night seems unfair. That's, I've gone to bed by the time you've done it. That's That one's fair. <laughs> Um, um, but yes, so that is where you can find us on Twitter. If you want to email us, you can email us at signifyingnothingnetwork at gmail.com. Uh, yes, yes, you can. And if you want to share with us any episode suggestions, critiques, feedback, anything like that, please do. If you have uh, nothing but good to say, then please review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. If you have things that are bad to say, you should email us and... <laughs> You know, give us some feedback, because we are kind of just kind of shouting in the dark at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you know, if you have any actual feedback... We're fighting our hour like... upon the stage. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, delightful. A delightful way to end this. Yeah, but so, I mean, at this point, it's kind of hard to tell what you guys like and don't like, so um, the best way to find out is for you to tell us, so please do. We are, we are literally going off of download counts, and those are... Historically, very inaccurate. We're not self-aware enough to do a good job <laughs> from that, so you're going to be That's true. As far as I'm concerned, we're fucking awesome. Like, I, I don't understand. This is an amazing episode, just like all of our episodes. <laughs> just like every one of our episodes. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you will join us next month when we release on December 2nd. You know, one day we'll look this up in advance. It's fine. I did that one pretty fast. That's true. Alrighty, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for Everyone listening. Everyone have a wonderful November, and if you celebrate it, have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, definitely. This has been Sci-Fi Sidebar from the Signifying Nothing Network. A tale, as always, told by idiots. <laughs> Bye, guys. Everyone have a great day.